I, I, I photocopied them. Did you all get them already? No, they're coming around. Anyways, I photocopied them exactly as he gave them to me. Um, and so from what he gave me is what I used to uh, break down our Bible study tonight. So just a, f- um, a frontward warning. I don't know, is that even right? How is that how it should be said? A forewarning. I am not going exactly as it's written on the sheet that you're going to get. As I walked in the sanctuary tonight, I realized, oh, I don't have a handout for them. And so everything that's on that sheet is in my notes. If it will be said, it will be by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But um, it's not exactly in the order of, okay? So we're just going to trust God with, um, with everything tonight. As we look at the prayer of faith, um, have you, let me just ask this question. I want you to write down if you have a pen um, or a pencil or if you don't borrow it from somebody, but I want you to write down at the top of your sheet when you get it, something that you're believing God for, that you would consider you need a prayer of faith to pray for. So something that you're believing God for. So everybody could be believing God for something different. It could be a job. It could be a wife, a husband. It could be um, healing. could be children. It could be anything, okay? So write it down. If you're believing for household salvation, write that down. And um, we're going to do something with that afterwards, okay? So let's just open in a word of prayer if we could. I know that Joshua prayed, but it just steals my mind and it just gets everything calibrated and falling into order if I pray. It helps me. So this is for me. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for tonight. I thank you that, Lord, we could just dive into your word. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would go forth into the mind and heart of every individual that is here tonight. Lord Jesus, may we catch fire. May we catch fire of everything that you have to say. May we lay hold of your word, and may your word be what we pray in the times when we are in need. Give us understanding, God, into what is your prayer of faith in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Just put me behind your cross, and you orchestrate everything that needs to be said. And let nothing that you have in purpose to be said, be said in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So we're looking at the prayer of faith. So the definition of, of faith is this. Is it, it's a declaration. The, the definition of the prayer of faith is a declaration spoken over and against circumstance in response to a revelation of God's will for a specific situation. May I have one of those, just so I could see where you all are at? Thank you. There, it's right at the top of your page. A declaration spoken over and against a circumstance in response to a revelation of God's will for a specific situation. If you want to just break that down into a layman, a layman definition is if you're sick, you're going to pray specifically into the need of your sickness. Into the need of your sickness would be a need of healing, okay? And so you're praying specifically into, into a situation or a circumstance. 
is. It is. A prayer of faith is not an attempt to get God's attention. You're not trying to get God's attention. You're not working things up. You're not even trying to connect with him. Because his word is that when we speak, he hears our voice. His ear is inclined to our our prayers, right? And so it's not something that I have to work up to get his attention. I don't have to work up to connect with him. We don't pray in order to connect with God. We pray out of our connection to God. If I'm connected to God, I'm able to pray to him. Just like you are able to pick up the phone and call your loved one. Why? Because that's your family member. You don't have to work it up unless there's something wrong in your relationship. You may have to work yourself up. When we are praying to God, we're not praying to make connection. We are praying from the place of having connection. And so we're speaking into our circumstance from God's viewpoint. That's very important for us to understand. When we're praying... We're praying into a circumstance from God's viewpoint. And that is what the prayer of faith is going to to help us to understand tonight. It is impossible to pray a prayer of faith if you are not secure or confident in the God in whom you believe. If you are not secure and confident in what he is able to do. If you have doubt, it will be very difficult for you to pray a prayer of faith. You will say things, Lord, like, Lord, if you would. Lord, and if you could. Lord, I hope that. Instead, we are going to look at the end of the uh, Bible study tonight when the broadcast is off. We are going to look at praying declarations from the Word of God. What is that prayer of faith? Knowing that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we are asking. And so we will pray in the confidence of knowing who he is, right? So Jesus illustrated to his disciples this in Matthew chapter um, 21, verses 18 to 22. It says, On the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry, and seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you that if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Some people exercise that scripture in a very wrong manner. Call forth things. You know, I call that Cadillac mine. I pray that Cadillac into my driveway, Lord. That is not what we're talking about. Faith originates in God's word. Our faith originates in God's word. What is God's word? Jesus is God's word. In the beginning was the word. You've heard me say this before. And the word was with God and the word was God. Faith originates in Jesus. Faith originates in God's word. 
Your faith is in Jesus and in who he is declared to be and what he declares, okay? So we, orig- we, we put our faith in Jesus, we put our faith in God, and it is in that faith that then we can pray whatever, th- then we could know the, the end of the verse where it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Who are you having faith in? Are you having faith in that Cadillac being parked into your driveway? No, you're having faith in Jesus who knows your needs and he will provide for your needs. It may not be a Cadillac, but it may have four wheels and it may have gas and it may be drivable. I'm just trying to kid fun, but Faith is in God's word of what he says he will do. It originates in his word. Where does it happen? Let's look at Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So then we go down to verse 6, and verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So what do we see from these two verses? That faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but faith is not hope. Faith is not hope. Faith is faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing into something that I cannot see. Hope is believing into something that I, that I have hope that this is going to come into pass. Okay? It, it's to say, so faith is the ground and the confidence of the things hoped for. Therefore, I have a sure persuasion. I have a sure confidence. I have a sure conviction concerning my faith that God will bring it to pass. It's not something that I could see, but the one, I don't see Jesus. But yet I believe when I pray to Jesus that he hears my prayers. Yet I don't see him. My faith knows that he is there. My faith believes that he is there. And so likewise, when we are praying, we are praying into those things that we cannot see. Faith is not hope, and hope is not faith. Hope is the expectancy of something to come. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm believing in what I cannot see, but, and I'm, I'm hoping in the expectancy that it will come. Matthew 21, 21. Even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. How could Jesus tell his disciples that this mountain could be thrown into the sea when they pray in that manner is because he's calling them to pray with assurance. He's calling them to pray with the assurance of a definite faith that what they have believed in what Jesus has said will happen. And it's an unwavering faith. It's a difficult faith, perhaps, but it's an unwavering faith. God, you said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Do you all remember that phrase from years upon years ago? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And we all lived by it. Right? God said, 
Even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. What is the mountain that stands before you tonight? What is the greatest hindrance that is before you tonight? Then you can look to that hindrance, and we're going to see in just a minute, if your heart is pure and right before God, then you can speak to that hindrance, and you can say, you know what? Enough is enough out of my way. Enough is enough out of my way. Right? So I, I've told you this story several times, uh, but it just, it just bears witness to put in place here. Uh, when my mother had a stroke in 2021, it was, a, it was a COVID stroke, right? So immediately when I realized what was happening, called the 911s, I laid hands on her, and, and I, I took authority over this stroke, right? Fast forward, I'm driving to Hamilton, and we're going to the McMa- um, excuse me, Hamilton General Hospital, and the Nero team calls me to let me know their plans of care. One of their plans of care was surgery to capture this, stro- this stroke, capture this, this clot and remove it. The other plan of care was in- to institute a trial medication, a trial medication that was not yet FDA approved, but they were doing studies on it. And so they're talking to me about this medication, and they quickly insert that even if I do not give them permission to use the medication, they're going to go ahead and use it. Okay, so fine. We go, we go through everything. Fast forward, my mom goes through the surgery. Now, prior to this, she was complete right side paralysis, okay? The arm's not moving, the leg's not moving, the mouth is unable to speak clearly anything but gibberish. Um, So, get to the hospital, they do the surgery, they give the medication, and um, following the surgery, they, uh, they wheel her out, and I go up to ICU to see her. I says, hi, mom. She goes, oh, hi, Melody, how are you? She spoke very clearly to me. I looked at the nurse. And I was like, and the nurse was in agreement with me in the shock. Anyways, she defied all the odds. They were all completely shocked at how quick her recovery was, okay? The next day when the Nero team stood in front of her bed, she was fearful that they had bad news because they were just shaking their head. They couldn't believe that she was sitting up and corresponding with them. They had the clinical notes. They saw the report. They saw the patient. All right, fast forward. Science would say that the medication that they gave is what helped her to come through this situation better. This is what helped her to come through stronger. This is, was the success, per se, of the stroke. Those who, who join our ladies' online study know the truth. We got a letter in the mail... Um, now it might be three weeks ago, that said this, by the way, Mrs. Zayda DeVito, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is to let you know that in, at this date in 21, um, I think it was March 29th, you were given this medication. It was uh, a trial and error to treat that, 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 that. And it goes through all the particulars of what the study was and what the medication was used for. And at the very end of the letter... The, the letter said this, we wish to inform you that you received a placebo. Her healing was not in the medication. The healing was in the work of God. Taking authority, the prayer of faith was to take authority over what was happening within her body at that time. 
The work was the work of God. The faith is your responsibility and your action. The work, the working out of that, the details of that is the working of God. Now, science would say, oh, well, the medication. But three years later, we get a letter to say it was a placebo. That is God. Even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. I said, you spirit of stroke, you have no authority within this body. I command you to go and leave in the name of Jesus. And I said, Lord, you seal off all bleeding points in Jesus' name. It's the prayer of faith. Paul explained it this way when he's comparing faith and hope. He says in 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5 and 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for the helmet of hope and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So where does faith take place? Faith takes place within your heart. Where does hope take place? Hope takes place within the mind. Hope is that, well, when I see it, I'll believe it. Faith is, I cannot see it, but I am believing it because God declared it. Right? Okay, so then when we are praying the prayer of faith, we are praying not by how our mind is seeing it, because our mind will not see it as it is. Our mind will see it in the human perspective, we, nor are we... Praying with the um, understanding, rather we are praying into what we do not see. In that moment, I knew by her symptoms, a stroke was taking place. What I didn't see was was how big was the blood clot. What I didn't see was where was it in the brain. What I didn't see was the end result of it. All I saw was the symptoms of a stroke, and so that is what I prayed into, right? So we pray not necessarily into what we are seeing or understanding. I'm praying, believing that, Lord, you see, and you will do what you can do. I'm praying from the knowledge of God's word to call those things that are not as though they are. So right now, Lord, she's in a state of this. What is not is that she's not in a healthy state, so I'm calling back the healthy state. So what is the truth? We pray about what is the truth. Pilate even said that in in, uh, John chapter 18. What is truth? John 17, 17, Jesus says, I am truth right? I am truth. He says, sanctify them in truth. Or seven, uh, seventeen seventeen is, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. John fourteen six says, I am the way and the truth. So who is truth? Jesus. So what do we pray into? The truth of God's word. We pray into the truth of God's word. We don't walk by our mind of what I'm seeing. I see a box of Kleenex. I pray into the truth of God's word, into the revelation of God's word. We walk by faith and not by sight. So one thing you can't do tonight as a result of hearing this, you can't manufacture your own, your own faith. You can't manufacture it. There's not a formula 
You can't do it through uh, mental gymnastics. You can't do it even through yoga prayers. Mm -hmm. You can't manufacture. It is not a work of our works. It is something that takes place within the soul. David explained it this way. He says in Psalm 27 verse 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What What was David doing? He was declaring, I am going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. While I am alive, while I am here, I am going to see the goodness of the Lord. He was declaring it. So his faith, it, faith is a gift of the Spirit. That's one thing you need to know. Okay? According to Corinthians, and we're going to peek at that in just a little bit. Faith is a gift of the Spirit. And so David is... is Measuring his faith and by saying this, I believe I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So our faith makes the truth of God's word more than real. Okay? Are you getting this or am I talking too fast? Okay. So David didn't see first and then believe. David believed, then he saw. And so when you pray the prayer of faith, you must believe that what you are praying you will see the fruit of that prayer so what is the fruit of you every now and then tonight i want you to look back at the thing you wrote on the sheet of paper you all wrote something down right okay some of you didn't um anyways i want you to look back at that that sheet at that thing that you wrote at the top of the paper and i want you to say okay i don't see that happening right now but lord i'm not basing it on what i see i'm basing it on what i cannot see because faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen i don't see that job but lord i'm believing that you're going to line me up in the place of that employment right? I don't see myself with immigrant status, but Lord, I'm believing that at that time I'll have the immigrant status. Fun fact for our, our, our Dominican friends. Um, a lady came uh, to me, just, um, maybe it was November-ish, and uh, she was making application for her, her immigration to Canada to acquire her Canadian citizenship. And, and she says, can we pray? I says, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Now, anybody who has made application for immigration status, you all know the process is not short. It tends to sit on somebody's desk in some office, and the pile is so deep, right? And so I says, okay, let's just believe. And so we prayed, and we prayed that the Lord would expedite her file. She sent me a message to say the Lord gave her her immigrant status. Three months? That's the Lord's expediting. We just came together and we agreed praying that, Lord, you move this immigration process along. So this, now, this is on your sheet. From this we can see that success in prayer, in the prayer of faith, then is having a revelation of God's specific will concerning a situation or for a situation, and you pray in faith what God has shown you. 
The next one is then there's a declaration of the specific supernatural result. That's on the back of the page. So you have a divine revelation from God into a specific situation and you pray believing what God has shown you. So we're going to look at this, these two points, by considering Lazarus when he was sick. Okay, so we go to John 11 and um, here it is. Lazarus was sick and he was dying and Jesus was called to come and pray for him so that he would not die and that he would not be sick. But Jesus does not respond to their need immediately. What does he do? He just hangs out. He just waits. Now, if you're the person that's sick and dying, you don't appreciate the person that you're waiting on to come and pray for you to be hanging out and taking their time. You want them there now, least you die. But Jesus turned to his disciples in verse 4, and he says, This sickness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. This sickness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. What happened there? Jesus had a divine revelation of God's specific will concerning this situation. He knew that this situation was for his father's glory. So he didn't run to man's, dem man's demands. He didn't quickly get there because he loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus and quickly pray according to what they wanted. He lingered because he knew the Father's will and the fa this sickness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified. Martha, on the other hand, she had to exercise faith as well. How did Martha have to exercise faith? Jesus said to her, remove the stone. But are you kidding me? Jesus, like, he's been sick in that. He, he is sick. Jesus, he's been dead in there, like, it's four days. You know, behold, he stinketh. So she had to exercise faith in Jesus' command to remove the stone. Or have the stone removed. She had to exercise the faith in what she did not see. You see, because her natural senses said, I know that he's dead. Her natural senses says, I know that when people die, their body begins to decay and they stink. Her natural senses told her, I'm not going to move the stone because the guy's dead. But... The faith exercise was being obedient that when God asks you to do something that makes no sense, your faith will walk in what doesn't make sense. It will walk in the obedience because the obedience will render the rewards of that faith. Right? So there Martha, she has her faith exercise but then how did Jesus respond to Martha oh yeah you're right it's true he does think yeah leave him there leave him there and I'll, I'll just raise him from the dead and let everything take place behind the scenes and he'll just come out and he'll be all fine and alive 
Jesus went on the revelation that his father gave him, and the revelation was that it would be for the father's glory so that the son of God may be, who is Jesus, may be glorified. And so what was that revelation? He commanded the body to come forth. He commanded Lazarus, come forth. Why? Because that's it. Then there is a declaration of the specific supernatural response result he had to speak into the situation Lazarus come forth it doesn't make sense to speak to a dead body they can't hear you know but Jesus said take away the stone Martha the sister of the dead man said to him Lord by now this There's an odor, for he's been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? You see, when you hold back your prayer of faith, because you don't want to look stupid to everybody around you that might hear you praying such a thing, you miss out on the glory of God being revealed in your faith in your belief, in your trusting him. How many times have I prayed a scripture to God? Just this morning, I I was going in the pantry to get something as I'm making myself breakfast and a thought traveled through my mind and I just said a scripture verse. And do you know, I promise you, I kid you not, within two hours, the answer came. I didn't even get on my knees. I didn't say, Almighty God. I didn't do any calisthenics. All I did was call forth a scripture that applied to that thought, and it's the prayer of faith. Believing I don't see the answer. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but God... And it happens. So to see the supernatural results, there had to be a declaration into the revelation. What was that declaration? So they took away the stone. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I knew that you always hear me. And when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. So the prayer of faith is a command. It's not a request. Lazarus, would you come here, please? Lazarus, if you feel strong enough, I know you've been dead for four days. If you feel strong enough, could you come forward, please? So that all these could see that you are now alive. It wasn't a request. It was a command. Lazarus, come out. He didn't say, please come out. He commanded, come out. So our first step is believing, then seeing. Believing, then seeing. Some say, no, 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 no. When I believe it, then I'm going to see it. Or when I see it, then I'm going to believe it. When I see it, then I'm going to believe it. You've heard it. You said it once or twice in your life. That's not exercising faith. And that's not exercising faith. 11, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is a substance. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. 
It's not walking in that, right? We have to walk in the attitude of faith. Please don't take me for being like this holier-than-thou type of, oh, got to walk in the attitude of faith. Yes, I believe. You know, and uh, yes, uh, you know, how are you, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm not talking about, an, uh, you know, a showmanship. I'm not talking about that. But just know who you believe in. Who, do you believe in God? Do you believe in his son, Jesus? Then, then we believe in the works that God could do. Then we believe in the miracles that Jesus did. We believe that he did them then and that they are for today. Because we are believing in who? Not me. I don't believe in me. There's nothing of me, myself, that I could do. But I can pray and believe in the one who can do it. And so then I walk in an attitude of faith, not in my faith, not in my prayers, but in the one who hears my prayers and who is fully able and capable to do abundantly more than what my prayers are asking and to do exactly that which is needed in the situation. So you see what the prayer of faith is? It's not prayer, faith in your words. It's not faith in your prayers. It's faith in who is hearing that prayer and what he is able to do. So Luke 8, 22 and 25 gives us this, this example of how we walk with that living attitude of faith. Okay? And so it goes like this. One day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. And so they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke, and he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith. And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands, even the winds and waters, and they obey? Who is this? So the prayer of faith, like I said to you earlier, it doesn't come because we've done some good old mental gymnastics and, 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 um, mental yoga or certain techniques, it's apprehending God's word, apprehending God's word, allowing it to take seed within my heart and that heart governing the mind. That heart governing the mind. So I'm allowing God's word to be apprehended within me. What's it doing? It's apprehending my carnal mind. My carnal mind says, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. Those things don't happen today. I have perfectly good Christian friends. They know their Bible better than I. They could dance around me circles, but they don't believe in healing. They don't believe in it. They don't believe it's for today. So my faith will apprehend my carnal mind 
and it's going to bypass those thoughts that will say, no, 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 that stuff doesn't happen today. Yeah, yeah, how's God going to provide for you, blah, 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 blah. And, 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 all, and it will address all those questions and go, go right by them, go right to the heart of the issue, and it will accept the testimony of God's word. He has provided for me in the past, and so he will provide for me now. He has been my healer in the past, and so he will heal now. When I have needed wisdom in the past, I can trust that he will give me wisdom now. I will go based on the apprehending of the carnal mind that says, never mind, you don't even know, you don't understand that subject, that and oh, never mind, the, the doctor said you have it, therefore you're going to have to just learn to live with it. I could just go into the place of saying, no, Lord, I am going to trust you that you would be glorified. And if you know what, can I just insert this? If God is glorified by somebody having a sickness, but they continue to live through that sickness and God continues to work through their life, if that's how he chooses to get the glory in the strength that he's giving you day by day, in, in the vitality that he's giving you day by day, that despite, I think of Sister Debbie Giorgio, Okay, here she is a woman that is attending to her husband who has been sick now, I believe it's four years, okay, in and out of the hospital and the, and the old age home and, and so forth. And this woman has fibromyalgia. She has, um, the, but the list is long. I would say it. Fibromyalgia, what else? Hashimoto's, thank you. And uh, see, I'm not saying these things because I'm declaring it. I'm just saying to you, she has illnesses that should render her in the hospital bed beside her husband. She's down to what, maybe 90, 90 or 80 pounds. And daily, daily, sisters and brothers, she goes to the hospital and she makes sure that she is there by noon till near past eight and later at night. Many a times have spent sleepless nights in the emergency. Did God take away her Hashimoto's or her fibromyalgia or her this or her that? He hasn't, but what has he given her? Strength endurance, longevity, vitality. He has given her what she needs day by day to go in there to care for her husband. Who is getting the glory? God, because it could only be God that has sustained her to do this. So don't think just because a healing hasn't come that God hasn't answered the prayer. He has answered it because he is sovereign and he sees what is best. What is best. And he answers according to his sovereign wisdom and knowledge of the whole panoramic view. So don't dare anybody say to me, oh, well, you see, you prayed and God didn't heal me. No, 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 no. You just don't see how God is working through that prayer. Do you understand? The prayer of faith is not in your prayers. The prayer of faith is in trusting God and his word and that he will work out his word. Some things can hinder us, though, when we pray. Some things can hinder us, and I need to say it because Pastor 
Terry put it on the sheet. And so I found it, 1 Peter 3, 1 to 12, and I just quickly want to read it. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold, jewelry, and or clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is in God's sight is very precious for this is how the holy women of who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands and as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord and you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Now it goes on. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor that the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. What? Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for this, for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The grand sum of it all, the address is to the husband and to the wife. The address is to the man and to the woman. In other words, you know what? If you are in... Uh, in a wrong relationship with others, if you are in a place of unforgiveness, or if you are in a place of a haughty spirit, if you are in a place of lacking Christian love, if you are in a place of unclean lips, if you are in a place of a bad conscience, something is resting upon your conscience, these things can hinder your prayers. They can hinder your prayers. So if your prayer is not going forth or you feel as though perhaps the answer is not coming or and you and it's not just because God is having you to wait but you feel that there is a blockage then maybe pause and revisit the latter part of these verses of 1 Peter chapter 3 R revisit from like um from verse 8 and onward Revisit, Lord, just, can you just do some introspection? Lord, I just feel like there's something hindering my prayers. Like, I, I, Lord, I just want to, I, I want to clear my slate. I want to make sure that everything within me is pure. So, um, Lord, would you just shine your light? Do I have a haughty spirit? Am I talking with unclean lips, you know? And, and just do some introspection. It, sometimes it's not that your prayers are hindered, but you are waiting and you might be interpreting it as a hindered prayer because you're thinking, why isn't the answer coming now? You may be waiting. But it bears to mention that at times our prayers can be hindered because of our walk. The prayer, sometimes our prayers can be hindered because we have unforgiveness towards someone. Sometimes our prayers can be hindered because we're a bit haughty. Loose lips, okay? So that just needed to be said. That dusting and cleaning is done, but it's very important. 
to dust and clean. Okay? The prayer of faith cannot do its work if you're walking in unforgiveness or lack of repentance. Clean your house. This house. Clean your house. So now we want to go back to faith and, and, and continue on with this prayer of faith. And we want to look at it in the perspective of Abraham. Okay? So in Romans chapter 4, 17 to 21, uh, Paul said this, As it is written... I have made you father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into the existence the things that do not exist. In hope, that's Abraham, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So your offspring, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith. This is all pertaining to Abraham. When he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Oh, to be Abraham. Oh, to be Abraham. That guy looked in the mirror and, and, and he saw his, his, like, everything hanging and going south. His skin was old. He knew he was old. The, the man in the mirror that looked back at him was not the 20-year-old man he'd like to believe that he was. And he said, you, Abraham are going to be a father of many nations. What he saw in front of him declared, uh-uh-uh, you're just not, you're, Abraham, you're not operating with a full deck. But he believed in the promise of God. And the promise of God was that he would be the father of many nations. The promise of God was that he would, he and Sarah would conceive despite the fact that he was 100 years old. So we need to know tonight that as soon as God has declared a thing over your life, as soon as he has declared a thing to be true, faith in that which, which he, I have to read it as I wrote it, as soon as God has declared a thing to be true, faith in that which he has declared reckons that it will be true. So if he has given you a promise of household salvation, stand on the promise. Stand on it. Even if it comes in the 11th hour, 20 minutes before he comes, 20 minutes before he returns, if your whole house comes into grace 20 minutes before he returns, then let it be so. But if he has promised, you hold on to the promise. Look back at that thing you wrote at the top of the page. What is your faith measure? What is your faith measure? Revelations of God's specific will for a specific situation. Lord, what is your specific will for that thing that I wrote down here? What is your specific will for that thing? What is your specific will for this situation that I wrote down? This thing that I'm believing for? His promise is that he will reckon 
right? What does that mean? To determine, to regard, or to think about, to consider, to settle the account, to make a calculation. God told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And from that point onward, even though he was old and, and his bones rattled as he walked, he believed what God told him. The prayer of faith is reckoned in our belief or revelation of God's word. So if you have something written at the top of your page and you are believing for it, but you just don't know what is God's revelation, then, then I, I want to encourage you tonight that you begin to ask God, show me in your word your answer to this need that I wrote at the top of my page. Give me your revelation according to this need that I wrote so that I could pray specifically into that revelation. John 15, 7. You want to grow in your prayer? You want to pray the prayer of faith? You want to grow in your ability to pray the prayer of faith? We have to speed up through this last part. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Again, another verse abused. Yes, Lord, I want $100. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Memorize the word of God. Memorize the word of God. So this morning when I said to you as that thought traveled through my mind, the reason why I was able to quote, quote the word of God was because it was a scripture that I had memorized. And it came up and it was appropriate for the moment. Memorize the word of God. That if the word abides in you, and it's embedded within your heart, I promise you when your situation comes up, that word is going to come up to the surface too. Because the Lord's not going to contend against the lies of the enemy. His word is going to rise to the surface if that's what you're eating on, if that's what you're feasting on. What rises to the surface in your body when your body is needing strength? It's going to go by what you have put into it. What fuel, what energy have you put into it today? And from that fuel or energy, you're going to have the strength to do what you have to do. But if today has been a day of fasting or if today has been a day where you have just, you know, uh, you've been sick and you've been laid out and you haven't been able to eat, you're not going to have much energy. Why? Because there isn't anything to draw on. Memorize the word of God so that in the moment of your need the word of God can come forward and be your rescue Romans 10 17 so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ make sure your sword God's word is always sharp within you make sure that you know what don't just memorize it but read it out loud <laughs> this is kind of funny that I just said that and I read this. He who planted the ear, does he not hear? <laughs> he who formed the eye, does he not see? He, he who disciplines the nations, does he not rebuke? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of a man. Just put the word of God so that you could draw it up. Make sure that your sword is sharp. This is the sword of the Spirit. Ecclesiastes 10 and 10 says this, if, uh, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. <laughs> if the iron is blunt 
If you haven't been in the word of God, you're not gonna have anything to draw on. You're not gonna have anything to cut into that situation. You're not gonna have anything to, to separate the lies that are infiltrating you and the truth rising to the surface because you don't have the word of God planted in you. Learn to use the weapons that God is giving you. And the weapon that God is giving you primarily is his word. Ephesians says that, right? When you go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, what does it tell us to do in Ephesians 6, 17 and 18? To put on what? The helmet of salvation, right? It says this, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times, in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication. You want to pray the prayer of faith? Get your word. Get grounded in your word. Read your word. Meditate on your word. Ruminate on your word. Read it out loud to you. So that your ears hear what your mouth is saying and that when the ear and the mouth coordinate together, when your ears hear your mouth declare the word of God, your ears believe you. So in hope, Abraham believed and God blessed him to be that father of many nations. So if Abraham accepted the t testimony of what his eyes were seeing when he looked in the mirror and what he felt in his body then he would have said, it's impossible. God, you came to the wrong tent. You knocked on the wrong door. You thought this was so-and-so's tent, but it's the tent of an old man, God. But instead, instead, Abraham believed God. And so that's why Jesus said to them, with man, this is impossible, Matthew 19, 26. But with God, all things are possible. With man, what you've written at the top of the page is impossible. But with God, it's possible. With God, it's possible. With God, the answer is on the way. So through the example of Abraham, what? We saw faith. The moment God uttered his word, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. Abraham believed it. He refused to believe what his body told him, and he chose to believe what his father told him. He held fast to God's promises. Hold fast to God's promises. Don't let anybody tell you, ah, that's a bunch of fanaticism. Because you're holding on to the promises of God. Faith is not fanaticism, nor is the prayer of faith fanaticism. The prayer of faith is taking God's word at his word. The prayer of faith is taking God's word at his word. It's believing God, you said it. I am believing it. So I said to you that 1 Corinthians 12 speaks of faith being a gift. It says this in verses 6 to 11, that um, 
I'm just going to read highlights of it. And there are a variety of activities. It's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then jumping down to verse 9, to, the, to another faith by the same Spirit. Jumping to verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills as he wills so we can't receive anything unless it's given to us from heaven right that's what john chapter 3 27 says unless it's given to you from heaven read it a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven so when I am praying and I am believing, what is going to come to me is what heaven has determined is the answer. Why? Why? Because it is for the glory of God the Father. It is for the glory of his Son. I'm praying, I'm believing, but it's not for the glory of my prayers. It's for the glory of my faith that I put into that prayer. And my faith is in the one who can answer my prayer. And so then heaven is the one that can only give it to me, which is God. So we end with this. Believing the prayer of faith is believing the promises of God. And the promises of God are sealed by the highest authority. You know what a promise is? A vow, a covenant? You ever sign a, a contract with a mortgage officer, a bank, a loan? Have you ever signed a marriage certificate? These are covenants, right? Covenants are promise. They come sealed, but Hebrews 6.13 says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to whom to swear, he swore to himself. And in other words, God promised himself, I will fulfill this. I will fulfill this promise to Abraham. And you could take it to the bank that if God has promised you something and his word has supported that which he has promised and you are praying in faith, believing according to the revelation of what he has promised you and you are commanding that to come forth according to the revelation, according to the promise that he has promised you, then you could be sure that, that he is good on his promise. And he will come through. Because he has sealed it in his own word. He swore to himself, I'll be faithful to her. I will be faithful to him. I will come through for him. I will come through for her. I will deliver that which I said I would deliver. It will be on time and not delayed. It will come to pass. Because it's my word. It's my reputation at stake. Somebody once said, oh, you know, you prayed for me and it didn't happen. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't the sweat off my back. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, I, I prayed. I prayed according to the request. If it, didn't come, it, if it didn't come to pass, it didn't mean it wasn't going to come to pass. It didn't mean that I didn't pray properly. 
It's all in the sovereign hand of God. I prayed the prayer of faith, believing according to God's word for that situation, and I leave it with God. What's at the top of your prayer? You know what you have to do? Remind God of his promise. Lord, you said to me. That's how I did it today. Lord, you said, and I quoted the verse. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. Can I just read a few of those to you right now? You afraid? You feel like the enemy's working overtime in your life? Lord, you said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Lord, you said in Psalm 23 verse 4 that even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Lord, you said according to Nahum 1 and 7 that you are good. You are a refuge in times of trouble. Lord, you care for those who put your trust in, their trust in you. Lord, you said it in your word. Oh, you out of work tonight? You believe in God for a job? Lord, you said that you are able to bless me abundantly so that all things at all times, having all that I need, you will abound in every good work, according to 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. Lord, you said that you are my son and you are my shield. You will bestow favor and honor. No good thing will you withhold for those who walk blameless to you. Lord, you said it. Lord, you said in Psalm 34.10 that the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Lord, you said it. That's your promises. You come through on your promise, God. That's your covenant. My prayer of faith is I'm praying your word back to you. You answer. Lord, you said it. Are you feeling tired or weak, worn out? Lord, you said that you give strength to the weary and you increase the power of the weak according to Isaiah 40, 29. Lord, you said in Isaiah 40, 31 that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Lord, you said it. It's your word. You come through on your word, Lord. My prayer of faith is in your word, God. My prayer of faith is standing on the promises of your word, God. Is your mind troubled? Lord, you said in Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because they trust in you. Do you feel alone? Lord, you said in Deuteronomy 31, 8, that you yourself go before us, that you will be with us, that you will never leave nor forsake. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Lord, you said it. It's your word. My faith, my prayer faith is in your word, Lord. You don't know what to do with your life. Well, his promise to you is this, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts I have towards you, the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's the prayer of faith. Take the word of God. Take his promises. Apply them. Live it. 
believe it. Therefore, according to Mark 11 and 24, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it is yours. The problem is not in a God who does not answer. The problem is how we're praying, our prayer of faith, how we're believing our prayer of faith. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So let's just seal this for a moment so we can close off the broadcast, but then I want to put some things into action. Father God, I just thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your truth because your word is truth. Lord, you are truth. So God, I just ask right now, seal this word upon our hearts. Cause our minds to ruminate upon it, Lord Jesus. Cause our minds to reflect upon the truth of your word. And Lord, when we are finding ourselves in a place where we feel like we're in between the rock and a hard place, may we look up and see that our trust is in you. Give us the eyes of Abraham tonight, Lord Jesus. The eyes of faith to see those things that are not as though they are. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, may we from this day forward pray prayers of faith in you that will demolish the strongholds of the enemy, that will tear down the encampment of the enemy in our lives, and that you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.